0: Well, good evening friends my name is jimmy i'm a pastor here at john knox presbyterian church and just absolutely delighted that you are joining us this evening uh, for the special thanksgiving worship service to come to this space i recognize that this year feels a lot different uh, than most years uh, there's a lot of concern and questions that have come uh, during the months of 2020 and as we look forward to the next year uh, we look forward to hope and promise of what's to come Uh, we hear uh, stories and headlines about vaccinations that will come and we wonder uh, what that will mean for us uh, going forward but today tonight in this space uh, we recognize that there's much also to be thankful for that God has been with us that God continues to contend for us and as we remember that we're drawn to a place to offer our own grateful response so as we gather this evening in celebration of Thanksgiving we offer ourselves and our lives once more, saying thank you, God, for all that you've done, and happy Thanksgiving. Friends, our call to worship this evening is in the form of a video. It'll be Psalm 100. It'll come on the screen here right now.
1: Friends, as we have been called into worship from this Psalm, Psalm 100, we invite you to join us as we rejoice together, as we give thanks to God and praise God with thanksgiving. We come tonight to give thanks to God, remembering God's mercy, grace, and goodness towards us. We also recognize that we are not always a grateful people. Please join me as we confess our sins to God, trusting in God's faithfulness to forgive. Loving God, we gather today rich in blessing, somehow believing that we merit the wealth and comforts we enjoy. Forgive us, O God, for comfortably closing our eyes to the faces of the poor that stare blankly in our direction, with full bellies, we offer token gestures to the hungry in our world and we feel we've done enough. Forgive us, O oh God, for keeping a distance between us and them, for closing our ears to the cries of the hungry. With hands tightly clasping our treasures on earth, we cannot reach out to our oppressed siblings around this world. Forgive us for clinging to our own possessions rather than to you. Unite us with hearts of thanksgiving that may we work to ensure freedom and justice for all. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Hear this assurance of forgiveness from Psalm 103. The psalmist says, The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. He will not always accuse, nor will he keep his anger forever. He does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our iniquities. For as heavens are high above the earth, so great is his steadfast love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far he removes our transgressions from us. Friends in Christ, Let us rejoice in this good news of God's steadfast love and faithfulness to forgive. Let us continue in our worship together, lifting to God our hymn of praise.
2: So sure.
0: Well friends, good evening once again and happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. As we gather around the scripture tonight, uh, let's go into prayer and ask God to help us to understand uh, what God would be saying to you and me and how God might have us live in the days ahead. Let us pray together. Lord, we thank you on this night as we gather around your word and as we hear your voice once more uh, proclaim uh, what it means to be your people, uh, we recognize that this word is a beautiful word and has... Uh, A calling for our lives to live as beautiful people, a life of worship, a life of gratitude and expression of faith. And so Lord, help us to hear these words, help us to live them, uh, help us to understand uh, so that we know how to live. We give you all the praise and the glory, praise in Jesus' name, amen. Scripture reading this evening comes from Deuteronomy chapter 8, it's just two verses, verses 17 and 18. So Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 17 and 18, hear God's word. Do not say to yourself, my power and the might of my own hand have got me this wealth. But remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth, so that he may confirm his covenant that he swore to your ancestors, as he is doing today. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. If you want to get an idea of just how dangerous complacency can be, Do an online search, type in complacency in quotes, and you'll quickly understand. In fact, you don't have to read very long on the topic uh, to hear some of the dangers. Andy Grove, the uh, the late Andy Grove actually, uh, a businessman, said this about complacency. He said, success breeds complacency. Complacency breeds failure. Only the paranoid survive. The actor Elijah Wood uh, went on to say this, safety and comfort comes with complacency, And that's never a good place to be working from and probably the most stark uh, quote about complacency uh, that I found was one by a businesswoman named Sherry Redstone and this is what Sherry said she says I always say complacency is the kiss of death complacency the kiss of death I think Moses would agree and so Deuteronomy chapter 8 the chapter from which our reading is from this evening it serves as a warning to God's people to not grow complacent. Instead, uh, they are exhorted to remember, and in remembering, they're to take certain action. And those actions include remembering the long way God had led them through the wilderness. And that's what we hear in chapter 8, verse 2 of Deuteronomy. In verse 3, we hear that they're to remember the manna and the other provisions of clothing and health that they've experienced and the lessons that accompanied these. In verse four, we hear that they remember the important discipline and role that it played in their formation. And then in verse 11, probably the most important thing to remember that something they weren't to forget all along, they're to remember the Lord their God, and not fail to keep God's commandments. But truth be told, we don't remember. We forget. We fail to act. And where our faith grows slack. What God has achieved for us is replaced by our own personal accolades. What we have earned, what we're entitled to, what we have accomplished. The prayer here of the proud is one that's captured in verse 17. In fact, I say a prayer here, it's a prayer said to themselves. And that prayer simply is this, My power and might of my own hand have gotten me this wealth. Of course, our temptation to self-exaltation is coupled with another very human tendency. We see that in our own lives. There's a tendency to deny. There's a tendency to blame. There's a tendency to lie to ourselves and to deceive others. "I would never," one exclaims, knowing fully in our hearts that this, this verse 17, that this is us." And so at the risk of all kinds of denials in my own heart let alone those of the hearers here listening this evening, let me counter this tale with an altogether different story. A story that serves as an origin story for you and me, the origin of our faith. Deuteronomy points to this story. Here we read, The Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. That's what verse 14 says. Also hear that same type of language in Exodus 20 before the Ten Commandments. We're reminded here of a story of a people once enslaved who were made free but even more who were given a prosperous future all from God Ephesians in the New Testament the Apostle Paul will write there to that church at Ephesus a similar type story will speak actually to the same same story this release from bondage it says there in chapter 2 of Ephesians but God who is rich in mercy out of the great love with which he loved us even when we were dead through our trespasses Made us alive together with Christ by grace you have been saved that's that story released from bondage that's that story claimed as God's own people and here's that same story heirs to an abundant life all because of God's grace God did that God does that and it can be measured in the journey of our lives we see that in our own stories You may remember back in September of 2001, the time when the terrorist attacks came on the trade towers, that during that period of time that it was being reported that Bible sales and church attendance were up. It's actually a story that was run in the Wall Street Journal a year later in 2002 that said during that period, uh, pews were filled, packed in churches. In fact, attendance nationwide was up 25%, but it only lasted weeks after the attack. One year later, the numbers in churches were back to pre-9-11. In fact, in some places, there were less people participating in worship. We're fickle like that. We forget. We don't remember. But Deuteronomy reminds us that that's no way to live. And it's not the life that we're invited to live today. Instead, we're invited to live a different sort of life. We're invited to be a people who remember who God is and what God has done for us. Even in the midst of a difficult, difficult global pandemic, there are still places to remember God's faithfulness to us because God has indeed been faithful. Friends, we're to remember the Lord our God, as the psalmist writes, and not to forget all of God's benefits. And when you do, this year on Thanksgiving, and each day throughout the rest of this year and the years ahead, give thanks as a grateful people. Amen.